Hi, my name is Zoe and I'm an exophonic writer living in Melbourne, Australia. I write stories and poetry about all things magical, gothic, bizarre and futuristic. Join me each episode in my quest from exophonic writer to exophonic published author. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore exophonic underscore writer. Welcome back to the Exophonic Writer Podcast. This episode that I've been so excited to record for a very long time is about my baby, the novel that I've been writing for almost six years and is finally going to see the the light of day uh, on 2024. And I'm saying finally, I mean, for sure is going to see the light of day because I am going to self-publish it. So that means that it is going to see the light of day. I'll, I'll make sure of it. But so this novel has a very funny, particularly challenging situation with language. That is, that is in three languages. I mean, it's not. It's, it's mainly in one. Let's say it's in Spanish, 95% Spanish. But there's also a 4% English and a 1% Hindi. At the same time, there's going to be another version that is 95% English, 4% Spanish, and 1% Hindi. I know, it's like, it's weird, it's like, but what, why? So if you find this interesting and you want to know more and learn more about all of these things, stay until the end and I'll tell you all about it. What do you say? Let's go. So let's go step by step. There are so many things to say. I don't want to mix everything up. I want to, for it, this to be clear. Um, okay, so I'm writing this novel. I'm not prepared yet to talk much about the novel, like the title and the plot and all of that, because, um, well, I'm just not ready. <laughs> uh, I will be talking about this when it's ready to be published. Right now, we're still not not quite there yet. I'm guessing around July it will be its time. But for now, let's just talk about these linguistic intricacies. <laughs> so, as I said before, it features Spanish, English and Hindi. Let's start with why, why there is Hindi. Maybe that language is the more um, non-obvious or of why am I putting Hindi into that. It's Hindi just because the story has to do with India. There's going to be a lot of facts like cultural facts and stories and myths and legends and things about India there are characters many characters in the novel that are Indian so that's why Hindi will make sense with these characters are speaking uh, I will include some some Hindi but it's tiny as I said before it's phrases like chalo, and maybe words related to cooking there's going to be a lot of cooking involved 
uh, things like Hing, Haldi, Jira, Rashma, I don't know, Dal, Dahi, things like that. Uh, but yeah, that, that's why it's just a 1%. Uh, also, I'm not very good with numbers and um, proportions. I hope that this makes sense. I think this is a 1% of the total amount of language. And then um, English. I told you, right? Uh, there's one version in Spanish. I mean, one book is published in Spanish. And one book is the translation, right? Both made by me. So maybe it's not even a translation. It's a transcreation. Uh, but yeah, one in Spanish, one in English. Let's start by the Spanish one. This book, it was very important for me that is told in Spanish. I didn't want to just write it in English. I do most of my writings only in English. But this one, I really, 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 really wanted to be in Spanish because this is a story that I am particularly interested that is told in Argentina, where I'm from. Just because the story and the things that I say, I think that it's a story that you don't you don't hear much in Latin America, especially in Argentina. So I don't know. I just think that it's stories that need to be told. That's why. So I focus on the Spanish and I wrote it in, in Spanish first. But the thing is, the plot of the novel, it, I mean, it doesn't ma make sense that these characters will be speaking Spanish because one of the characters doesn't speak Spanish. So they are speaking in English. I'll tell you a bit about the plot so things make sense. So the story is set in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. So they are physically in a, Sp a Spanish-speaking country. The two car main characters, uh, they are Bianca and Milan. Bianca is Argentinian, Milan is Indian. Of course, and Milan doesn't speak any Spanish, just little phrases here and there, but uh, he actually wants to learn Spanish. And that's how they first uh, connect, because she's going to teach him Spanish. So if she's teaching him Spanish, why on earth... <laughs> will they be having complex conversations in Spanish, right? So the thing happens in English, but I am narrating in Spanish. So far, this is not so weird. There are many novels that do this. To accomplish this, what I do is remind the reader all the time that the story is happening in Spanish. And I do this by things like, for example, he told me in English. I'm saying this in Spanish in the novel, right? I'm saying he told me in English. Or um, other lines like, passerbys turned to watch us as they noticed we were speaking a foreign language. So the reader, again, remembers they are not speaking Spanish, really. Uh, also, I put here and there words in English. The words that I know uh, ev every Spanish speaker will understand, because these are very common words, such as, let's say, please, stop, come on, leaving room book, buy, things like that. So I make sure that even if the reader doesn't is not fluent in English, these words they will understand and the purpose of reminding them that the characters are speaking English, it's accomplished. At the same time, Milan is supposed to be learning Spanish. So sometimes when he speaks in the Spanish version, we're always in the Spanish version first, uh, there are some, some maybe sometimes uh, um, a wrong, I would not say a typo, but just a wrong word, like the wrong choice of vocabulary. And I would signal that with italics to make, to make sure that 
yeah, we all know that, of course, this is a mistake the character is making. Or I would say things like, he told me in Spanish, even though the text is already in Spanish, right? So yeah, that's how I'm taking care of that. But then there's another problem. And this problem, I don't know if I am just being very, uh, what's the word, let's say. I'm being niche or I'm being very punctilious, is that word? Like fussy? Uh, I would really love for other Argentinian writers or just Argentinian listeners to the show to tell me what they think about this, especially if you're an editor and you are Argentinian, please, please contact me and tell me what you think about this. So Milan and Bianca are not going to be speaking the same variety of Spanish. Varieties in Spanish are very different from one one another. They are not as the Englishes. You know how there are some differences between, let's say, Australian and UK, British English and Indian English and American English and South African English. I don't know. All the Englishes, they have their differences in spelling, in pronunciation, in vocabulary, etc. But I would say that their differences, again, are not so far apart. It's, it's It's not the same. I guess you have to be a Spanish speaker to understand what I'm saying. Spanishes are really a world, <laughs> a world apart. So I will try to explain a little bit about these varieties that I'm saying. So for example, uh, Milan is going to say things like tú sabes and ve. Whereas the same things in Bianca's mouth would be vos sabes y anda if you are a Spanish speaker you understand what I mean <laughs> if you don't know anything about Spanish probably well yeah you, you don't know let's start by tú and vos that's what <laughs> haunts me the most vos is the Argentinian way to say you whereas the rest of Spanish speaking countries use mostly tú they also use vos sometimes but vos is very very Argentinian so the thing is, I cannot, I just cannot make Milan say vos, even if I am saying this conversation is not happening in Spanish, it's not actually happening in English and I am only telling you in Spanish. I just cannot make him say vos because it doesn't sound right. Why would he be using all these Argentinian words? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably other writers that write in Spanish will just tell me to relax. But for me, it sounds really wrong. So what I did instead is to make Milan say uh, tú. So for Argentinians, when somebody says tú, well, it's obviously not from Argentina. It's from another country like, let's say, Colombia, Chile, uh, Mexico, Spain. So, and because uh, TV, movies, cartoons are all dubbed in Latin America to a variety of Spanish that is so-called neutral, it's very close to Mexican Spanish, but it's really a neutral one, supposedly. And they use two for movies. So Milan would sound like the movies. I'm doing huge air quotes with my hands right now. (laughs) So Milan sounds like the movies or like from far away. I think that this choice helps me put some distance between Bianca and Mila and make him sound more like he is a tourist in Argentina. 
She's not a local. So I don't know. Apart from the Spanish, the English and the Hindi, to also include two varieties of Spanish for all the Indian characters to make them use two and everything that comes with that. And all the Argentinian characters use vos and everything that comes with that. That's a bold choice. <laughs> I'm fearing that editors are going to tell me, no, this is a mess and readers are not going to understand. It's going to be too confusing. So I don't know. But I guess that I will find out soon, soon enough when I submit this to an editor. <laughs> I'll see what they say and I, I'll tell you in a future episode. But for now, I'm doing this bold choice and I think it's right, but I'm also a little, I don't know, scared to see how it results. Also, well, I try to not use too much slang or colloquial words in the Argentinian version. Uh, again, because I want this to to reach as many readers as possible and not only reach, but like <laughs> reach in the way that I want them to reach. So for example, I well, I try to minimize confusions. So uh, at one point I wanted to say the word purpurina, <laughs> that is glitter in Argentina, purpurina. But I thought, I don't know how many countries call it purpurina. And then I start looking and no, every country has its own name for this in colombia they call it escarcha apparently then in some other country they say diamantina i don't know in argentina we say purpurina <laughs> but so i decided to ha to write a more generic um, name for this that is brillantina that's how that's how i would pronounce it but other spanish speakers would pronounce it brillantina so <laughs> yeah Spanish is so confusing. Uh, but th this, so brillar or brillar, <laughs> that is um, bright or to, to shine. So they come, they come from the, the word that in every Spanish means to shine or shiny or something like that. So it's a more understandable word. So I always went for the most non-colloquial um, option. Or uh, other cultural things that I try to explain to my readers because there's already so much going on so I want to make it easy easy for them is when I say the name of a neighborhood for a, because this is set in Buenos Aires at one point I mentioned Recoleta Recoleta is a neighborhood but because my reader doesn't know necessarily this I try to to put things like the neighborhood of Recoleta so they know Uh, I'm trying to minimize these cultural things because I I'm thinking this is going to be impossible to read because there are so many particular things about Argentina, about Spanish, about India, about about linguistics in general. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just my inexperience of being a published author that I am so, so, so concerned about what the reader is going to feel. Probably I just have to relax, but uh, let's go on. So now the English, the English version. In English version, Milan and Bianca will have the same variety of English, of course. I'm not going to make them <laughs> speak different. One British, one American. I mean, why would I do that? That makes no sense. So the English that they are going to be speaking in the English version is going to be dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I don't even know because what's the English that I speak? What is it? Is it Australian? Because I live here. 
is it British? Because that's what I learned when I went to English school. Is it American? Because that's the one that I consume the most in movies. What is it? <laughs> so I am inf infinitely perplexed with all of this. So I guess let's agree that the English that exophonic writers use is exophonic English. <laughs> so my English is exophonic English. And it's a mixture of everything that I've learned. For, for example, when I write, I use the British spelling. So I write things like fav favor with O-U, color, O-U, what else? Um, I even, when I say center, I spell it C-E-N-T-R-E, -E, not T-E-R, right? Uh, things like that. So spelling, all the British spelling. The vocabulary, I don't know. I used, once upon a time, I used to do a mix of British and American. British by education, American by exposure of movies. Nowadays, I'm doing a little bit of Aussie English. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then my pronunciation is just my own. I, ha I have, I've been, I've been told that I'm uh, adopting a little bit more the Aussie accent. And that pleases me a lot. I love Aussie accent. But um, yeah, I think it's just a mixture. It's an exophonic, exophonic English. So that means that in the English uh, version, there's going to be a difference. That is, Milan and Bianca are going to be closer together linguistically. This thing that I was mentioning before, that Milan will sound like a tourist. This is not happening in the English version. I'm just pointing it out as there is this major difference. Uh, what else? Okay, so in the English version, when Milan and Bianca are speaking in English, I don't have to remind the reader anymore that this conversation is in English because it is in English. But so when Bianca speaks to other characters, let's say her friend from Buenos Aires. Now I think I don't need to explain that they are speaking in Spanish. I think it's obvious. Of course, they are speaking in Spanish. They are both born and raised in Buenos Aires. Why would be why would they be speaking in English? So I think this is not necessary that I remind them. So the only Spanish that appears in the English version is the Spanish that Bianca teaches to her students. So Bianca is a language teacher and there are many interactions that she has with students she's teaching Spanish to. So those Spanish parts are going to be in Spanish. Also is kind of something that everyone will understand, even if they're not fluent in Spanish, or it doesn't really matter if they miss it. I'm not going to <laughs> narrate a, like an important part of the plot in Spanish, risking it that um, some people didn't understand, of course. But that's it. So the English version is, is much easier, I would say. Only the Spanish is the, <laughs> is the nightmare. Okay, but all this said, there is another thing <laughs> that is, is different. It's different from other novels. And I've been mentioning this, I think, in every episode so far. That is, I wrote all of this in verse. It's a free verse novel. Free verse is, is well, like poems, you know? Poems are in verse. That is the lines that do not reach the end of the page. It's like a short line and then you go to the next line. Free just because it's not rhyming. Not necessarily it rhymes like a poem or like a song that rhymes but uh, of course there is some musicality to it but but not necessarily it rhymes and also there's a lot of visual 
play <laughs> oh my god i'm so i'm so extra uh, it's like i cannot just do things normally i have to <laughs> make everything but i'm very excited this is like such a creative display that i am so pleased of everything that i'm doing in this novel so yeah the, there's a visual play uh i would say it's something similar to calligrams calligrams and i think i mentioned this also in the episode about poetry calligrams is a technique that is you write in the shape of something that you're mentioning meaning that there's going to be a little bit of drawing with the words <laughs> so yeah i don't know i'm so excited about this and uh, i will tell you more later on in another episode i am happy i'm excited to tell you more about this project um, I'll tell you the title, tell you this synopsis and tell you how the publishing is going and things like that. But for now, I just wanted to share this, uh, this linguistic thing that is going on. And if somebody knows about a book that also has a lot going on about the, the language, everything that I just said, if you actually read a book that is kind of like this and you want to share it with me, I will be beyond grateful because um, yeah I don't know I I would like to see examples of this that I'm trying to do <laughs> so so yeah that is all for today I hope that this was helpful enjoyable inspiring uh, let me know what you thought of this episode you can go on Instagram and DM me or you can write a little review talking about the podcast or talking about this episode even if you are on uh, spotify you can just scroll down and like comment on the episode give give it stars if you liked it don't forget to like share comment and tell your friends <laughs> so yeah okay that's all for today and i hope you have a good one and see you in the next one <laughs>